This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Wednesday. January 6th Eve. So, you know there's going to be a lot of talk about the insurrection at the Capitol that happened one year ago. Almost to the day. If you're like Warlord over in the UK, it probably is January 6th already. I bet bet the British really enjoy celebrating our January the 6th. There's a lot of what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, Ted Cruz questioned the Capitol Police today during a Senate hearing. We're going to hear from some Capitol rioters. Some of them say they have some regrets. Some of them say they don't. We're going to see how some of the people who were involved in the Capitol riot are now running for office. January 6th Select Committee has said they may hold primetime hearings. I was planning on carrying them anyway. But if it's in prime time, that means it's going to be when we're already on. Plus, all kinds of COVID news. Guess what? A new variant has been identified. According to the World Health Organization, you have nothing to worry about. We are going to discuss the new variant that has been discovered. We're also going to talk about possible new variants that may crop up. CDC has endorsed Pfizer boosters for children. Chicago canceling classes after action by the teachers union. A tennis player has been barred from going into Australia for the Australian Open. Apparently, he's a pretty big deal. I've never heard of him. I don't watch. I don't watch the sporty ball. The Grammys have now been postponed. Plus, we are going to talk about Patton Oswald. His apology, apparently, for taking a picture with Dave Chappelle. I don't know the story. I've seen multiple right-wing outlets losing their minds over it. I don't know what went on. I think we're going to hear from Michael Knowles, Ben Shapiro. One of those dumb fucks. About Patton Oswald apologizing. Taking a picture with Dave Chappelle. I was going to do it last night, but I really didn't want to get into that whole can of worms. I thought it was a good possibility that it could take an half hour, hour or so of talking. Also, like, to whoever called me, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 times last night. I'm sorry that I wasn't paying attention to the phones. I didn't even have the phone lines up. Uh, usually I have a thing here on my OBS that lets me know when the phone is ringing. When I had my, uh, issues last week, I think it was, and I had to, uh, get rid of stream elements. It actually took away my little panel that had the phone on it. 
Oh, sorry, I just wasn't paying attention. But, 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 tonight I do have it set up to where I am paying attention to the phone line. So if you would like to call in and, and, uh, heckle me, I would fucking love that. I am so sorry that I missed somebody who was so excited to call me. One, two, what, how many times was it? How many times did I say? One, two, three, four. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen times, fourteen times from an unknown number. Once they forgot to block their number, but I mean, it's not like I'm going to give out their number. I'm not like that. Name of the day here: M.T. Green, suspended from Twitter. The the Simba. Oh no. I ran people off with this one. I'm sorry. Weed, you say? I haven't had weed in a while. I could use a little getting high right now. I don't. I feel better. I feel like my chest congestion is over with. I feel like I'm back to normal. But I can't hit a. I can't hit a pipe. I definitely can't hit a bong. And hitting the bong is like my favorite thing in the world. So I am really, really sad. I am not able to do that right now. Oh shit! I I don't know what it is, but it's going it's going to really upset me. Dip rated me. Hello, Dip. Good evening. I had to flip over to the Twitch to see what was going on. Cause the parade of. Emojis to come across the screen. Welcome, welcome. What we talking about tonight? Did I already run it down? I did already run it down. Maybe we'll just get into it. It's basically new COVID variant in January the 6th. That's what we're talking about tonight. Maybe I'm slacking because I'm a wrestling fan and I want to get out of here and go watch uh, Brian Danielson versus Hangman Adam Page. Number two. <laughs> but maybe maybe I'm slacking a little bit. Oh, you don't want to talk about men's rights. Get out of here with that nonsense. <laughs> All right, starting off tonight, I guess. Uh, I'm surprised it's not a bigger story. That it's not fucking everywhere. I I like smoking. I don't like consuming my marijuana other ways. I, I I just like smoking. I am a huge fan of smoking. Also, I was a smoker, a cigarette smoker, for years and years and years. So, smoking pot is like I've just replaced smoking cigarettes. It's your right to want to talk about your right. I mean, I'm, I've got nothing against tinctures. Um, fucking... Sparkles makes them. Helicopter dick. What are you talking? I have no clue what's going on now. I'm not doing a helicopter dick for you right now. 
It'll get me kicked off of Twitch. What kind of shit I'll have to put up on the OnlyFans. I just, I prefer smoking. I don't, I, the buzz is a little different when you can, when you, uh, use edibles and shit. So, uh, I just, I like smoking pot. I can't help it. And then like, as I said, it's a replacement for where I was a cigarette smoker for years and years and years. Oh, you did a helicopter dick for us. Okay. Officials are saying the new variant found in France is no reason to worry. Variant of the coronavirus recently discovered in France does not appear to be poised for a major breakout, at least partially quelling concerns that a new surge was imminent. Even as the earlier surges caused by the Delta and Omicron variants continued around the world. The virus has had a lot of chances to pick up, a World Health Organization official said on Tuesday. They nicknamed it the IHU for the French Research Center where it was discovered late last year. The variant is thought to have originated in the African nation of Cameroon. It was carried to southeastern France by a vaccinated traveler who developed mild respiratory symptoms, according to a study by the French researchers who identified the strain, which carries the scientific name of B1640.2. Original patient then infected 11 other people. It is too early to speculate on virological, epidemiological, or clinical features of this IHU variant based on these 12 cases, the French researchers wrote in their paper, which saw preliminary publication last week online. Notably, the IHU variant has 46 mutations or changes that arise as the pathogen continues to proliferate. To proliferate and evolve. With billions of people still unvaccinated around the world, the coronavirus has continued to spread with relative ease, evolving as it does so. By the way, there was some uh, virologists in Texas that developed a vaccine or sending it out to the rest of the world. I didn't get a chance to touch on this uh, when the, the story happened a few days ago. Fucking good on them. I think it's that Dr. Hotep guy. Uh, you'll see a lot on, on the news. I think he was involved in it. He is a super cool guy. They are not expecting any financial benefit from it. Uh, last I saw, I think it was 65. It's somewhere around their dip. Still short of what we need to reach herd immunity. New variant could have presented public health officials with yet another challenge as they scramble to update masking and vaccination requirements to suit rapidly evolving conditions. Boy, howdy. Boosters are now widely seen as necessary in many parts of the United States since Omicron has the ability to escape vaccine protection, though it often results in more mild symptoms. Masks are also required in many parts of the country again. Epidemiologists have called for greater uh, genomic surveillance, which would signal that a new variant has emerged. To prevent that from happening, public health experts say the global vaccination effort has to become a priority for developed nations like the United States. But you know, we've got fucking idiot-ass right-wingers all over the place. I made a comment on a public health official thread today. And somebody responded back to me uh, like, well, why don't we see any excess deaths right now? And I'm like, ma'am, go look up 
2020 compared to like a normal year and we had about a million excess deaths. Sorry. And her response was, you need to turn off CNN. No, you need to turn off the right-wing propaganda you're watching. 15% of Omicron infections were vaccinated, and that includes assholes who just had one jab to go on holiday. I had not seen that. Reading from the Daily Beast, the next big COVID variant could be a triple whammy nightmare. Luckily, it seems that the IHU or uh, Flumicron I think is what it has been nicknamed. Isn't going to be that serious, but we may not get that lucky next time. Even as daily new COVID cases set all-time records and hospitals fill up, epidemiologists have arrived at a uh, perhaps surprising consensus. Yes, the latest Omicron variant of the novel coronavirus is bad, but it could have been a lot worse. Even as cases have surged, deaths haven't. At least not to the same degree. Omicron is highly transmissible, but generally not as severe as some older variant or lineages is the scientific term. Apparently, it doesn't attack the lungs the way that the Delta variant and the wild type did. We got lucky, but that luck may not hold. Many of the same epidemiologists who have breathed a sigh of relief over Omicron's relatively low death rate are anticipating the next lineage might be much worse creating over a possible future lineage that combines Omicron's extreme transmissibility with the severity of, say, the previous Delta lineage, experts are beginning to embrace a new public health strategy that's getting an early test run in Israel, a four-shot regimen of messenger RNA vaccine. I think this will be the strategy going forward. Edward Michael, an epidemiologist at the Center for Global Health Infectious Disease Research at the University of South Florida, told the Daily Beast. Now, my worry all along has been that if we are passing it, us vaccinated people passing it back and forth, what happens when we pass it back and forth? It's evolving as it goes through us, and you pass it to somebody who's unvaccinated. And it has a chance to really percolate will also have gotten a taste of the vaccine protection. But I'm no epidemiologist. This is not my area of expertise by far. That is my worry, that it adapts through being transmitted through vaccinated people and then jumps to somebody who's unvaccinated and really fucking causes something that's insanely mutated. Yep, yep, the, the the whole IP thing. Intellectual property should have been released from the beginning. We should have got as many people vaccinated worldwide as we can. But the greed, the greed of our pharmaceutical industry, which is a valid concern, and that's the problem with the, the right-wing propaganda, is they really tie it into the greed of the pharmaceutical industry, which is a real thing. Their vaccine hesitancy is based on absolute nonsense. The idea that they're trying to do population control or they're wanting to kill people off is just absolute fucking stupidity. They want people to get back to work. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? 
I have not seen the Hulk movie, and I did not know that Tim Roth was in it. I fucking love Tim Roth, one of my favorite actors. Omicron raised alarms in health agencies all over the world in late November after officials in South Africa reported the first cases. Compared to older lineages, Omicron features around 50 key mutations, some 30 of which are on the spike protein that helps the virus grab onto our cells. Some of the mutations are associated with a virus's ability to dodge antibodies and thus partially evade vaccines. Others are associated with high transmissibility. The lineage's genetic makeup pointed to a huge spike in infections in the unvaccinated, as well as an increase in milder breakthrough infections in the vaccinated. That's exactly what happened. Health officials officials registered more than 10 million new COVID cases the first week of January. That's nearly double the... We're not even done with the first week in January. Lie to Me was a very underrated TV show. That's where I got the radical honesty from, his his assistant. That's where I, like, you can't be caught up in a lie if you never lie to anybody. So I just fucking tell everybody the truth. And with, because with my fucking memory, I'm never going to keep up with any fucking, I couldn't tell a lie. I wouldn't be able to remember the lie and keep my story straight. So I have to tell you the fucking truth. That's been my problem uh, with much of my life is I've been too fucking honest with people. I do not have tact. But yes, that show was great. Mercifully, deaths haven't increased as much as cases have worldwide. There were 43,000 COVID deaths the first week of January, fewer than 10,000 of them in the U.S. While deaths tend to lag infections by a couple of weeks, Omicron has been dominant long enough that it's increasingly evident there's been what statisticians call a decoupling of cases and fatalities. I, so I read, uh, I've read How to Win Friends and Influence People multiple times, and like that book fucking pisses me off, because it's like, it's manip- it's, it's psychological manipulation, wrapped up as, you know, getting ahead in business, and uh, fucking, uh, uh, <sighs> the, the, the line that stuck out to me. The only way to get what you want is to make sure everyone around you has what they want first. Line from the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's that's fucking evil. That you should figure out what people want out of a situation and make sure they get exactly what they want. And then they're kind of indebted to you. And you get what you want out of them. And like that, that fucking book just blew my goddamn mind, and I've I've kind of done the opposite of it because <laughs> I had I had a boss, uh, the the president of a radio station I worked for, actually gave it to me when I was twenty or twenty one. I do think I think psychological manipulation is a bad thing. I that's why I crusade against uh, commercials. I hate commercials. I go out of my way to never consume any kind of commercial. I think it is psychological terrorism that, like, 
If you say I want my baby back, I fucking sing the Chili's goddamn song in my head. You only got so much space up here in your in your brain, and these companies are fucking taking it over with I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harm It's bullshit. A benevolent, a benevolent manipulator. Hospitals in the U.S. are seeing a different kind of surge now. Hospitals across the U.S. are feeling the wrath of the Omicron variant and getting thrown into disarray that is different from earlier COVID-19 surges. This time, they are dealing with serious staff shortages because so many healthcare workers are getting sick with the the fast-spreading variant. I do want to point this out. This was something I shared out earlier today. In case no one has told you, the odds your kids will be at school in person in two to three weeks in the U.S. approach zero in most areas, no matter what your board of education or your governor decide about opening. There will not be enough people that are well enough to run buses, lunches, clean, or teach. Need to plan now. This is coming from a medical doctor. At the same time, hospitals say the patients aren't as sick as those who came in during the last surge. Intensive care units aren't as full and ventilators aren't as needed as much as they were before. The pressures are nevertheless prompting hospitals to scale back non-emergency surgeries and close wards while National Guard troops have been sent in in several states to help at medical centers and testing sites. Nearly two years into the pandemic, frustration and exhaustion are running high among healthcare workers. Getting very tiring, and I'm being very polite in saying that. This is according to Dr. Robert Glasgow. Glasgow at the University of Utah Health, which has hundreds of workers out sick or in isolation. About 85,000 Americans are in the hospital with COVID-19, just short of the Delta surge peak of about 94,000 in early September, according to the CDC. The all-time high during the pandemic was about 125,000 in January of last year. But the hospitalization numbers do not tell the whole story. Some cases in the official count involve COVID-19 infections that weren't what put the patients in the hospital in the first place. Fucking other countries are handling this way better than us. In in the U.S., we've just thrown our fucking hands up. The Biden administration is not going to do anything. They are pushing boosters. That's their plan. Push boosters. CDC panel backs Pfizer booster for kids 12 to 17 years old. CDC advisory uh, committee voted 13 to 1 on Wednesday to endorse booster doses 
of the Pfizer Biotech COVID-19 vaccine for children 12 to 17 years old. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky is expected to sign off on the recommendation, which will expand the number of children eligible for boosters as a surge of COVID-19 cases driven by the Omicron variant spreads nationwide. Unfettered motherfuckery. Meanwhile, Chicago has canceled classes after the union voted to go remote. Officials at Chicago Public Schools have canceled classes today after 73% of the teachers union voted to suspend in-person teaching to protest COVID safety conditions in schools. The word came down to CPS families at 11.28 p.m. last night. Move affects the lives of about 360,000 students and staffers, along with the families and businesses that rely on them. District officials called the move an illegal work stoppage and a walkout. I do not envy teachers right now. Holy, the all-out assault from the right wing, the assault from the professional class to get back to work. Something's got to give. I don't know how the whole fucking system doesn't collapse in the next few weeks. Health reason, uh, there is no public health reason to shut the entire system down, said Mayor Lori Lightfoot at a press conference on Tuesday. Union officials call the move a vote to return to remote education, but say they're being locked out of online teaching by CPS, which the district disputes. Don't lock out educators, don't lock educators out for demanding safe in-person learning in face of the largest surge of the pandemic, CTU officials said in a late-night press statement. The CTU says CPS has ignored its long-standing safety demands on testing, masking, and metrics that would trigger remote. CPS CEO Pedro Martinez, this is the Chicago Public School System CEO, did offer some concessions Tuesday morning, but the two sides remained far apart on several points. I, oh, The teachers should make the call. And you're going to see the right wing has already kicked it into high gear with assaults on teachers' unions. It's fucking insane. Now, apparently, a very famous tennis player has been denied entry into Australia and had his visa canceled. Novak Dajakovic? Dajakovic? That's probably close. Novak Dajakovic. Novak Dajakovic's chance to play for a 10th Australian Open title was thrown into limbo early Tuesday when the country denied him entry and canceled his visa because he failed to meet the requirements for an exemption to the COVID-19 vaccination rules. The top-ranked Dajakovic landed in Australia late on Wednesday after receiving a medical exemption from the Victoria state government that would shield him from the strict vaccination rules in place for this year's first major tennis tournament, which begins on January 17th. Border authorities did not accept the exemption. The Australian Border Force issued a statement saying Djokovic failed to meet entry requirements. Djokovic. Djokovic, okay, cool. Djokovic. Thank you, RB. Or you could be making a Djokovic about him. 
Health Minister Greg Hunt said that the visa cancellation followed a review of Djokovic's medical exemption by border officials who looked at the integrity and the evidence behind it. Apparently, he is not vaccinated. Uh, The president of Djokovic's native Serbia blasted the harassment of the star who was detained overnight at Melbourne uh, Tullamarine Airport. The 20-time major winner had to wait more than eight hours at the airport to find out if he would be allowed into the country. Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison said nobody is above the rules. I, tennis is is not a um, not a bad sport. I've played it a few times. I had a girlfriend that liked to play tennis. I played with her a few times. Australian uh, media reported that Djokovic's team applied for the wrong type of visa. The medical exemption had been designed to allow Djokovic to play in the Australian Open, regardless of his vaccination status. He has spoken out against vaccines in the past and has steadfastly refused to acknowledge whether he received any shots against the coronavirus. Meanwhile, here in the U.S., we are not going to get the Grammys this year. They have been postponed due to the Omicron surge. They were originally scheduled for later this month. They are now postponed due to surging COVID-19 cases driven by the Omicron variant. The second year, music's biggest award night has been pushed back. And the latest Hollywood event rescheduled due to the pandemic. The event was originally scheduled for January the 31st. Recording Academy and CBS said in a Wednesday statement that hosting the show while Omicron spreads simply contains too many risks. Hey, I, I like the Grammys. I mean, I don't watch the fucking awards show. I go back and I watch the performances on YouTube. I, lo- I fucking, I like live music. Always enjoy watching the performances from the Grammys, the VMAs, the Music Video Awards. Is his name really Djokovic? Or are you making a Djokovic? I don't know. I can't, I can't, uh, distinguish. Poor celebrities, but like seriously, I'm I'm gonna miss out on the performances. Always really enjoy them, but we're still gonna get the Grammys. Okay, you say it, Djokovic. Okay, or Djokovic. I don't want to purposely mis- mispronounce his name, but also he does seem like a Djokovic. The Associated Press. Novak Djokovic. RB says he is the tennis watcher here. So I will assume RB is correct. So this is apparently a new video. No Joe, no Joe. Apparently, the Associated Press has put together a new video that documents the January 6th riot. So here on the eve of the anniversary, we're going to check out... the My favorite video has been from the New York Times. They did a really good job 
of putting together like the Proud Boys, the Three Percenters, all the different groups that were very organized. Uh, I highly recommend that. The ProPublica site where they have all the different social media videos put together on a timeline. That is a fantastic resource. But let's watch the AP video and see what we think about their reporting here. I am not high enough for this shit. The 45th president of the United States of America, President Donald J. Trump. Now, Trump has canceled his press conference he was going to be holding tomorrow. And we fight. We fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. The monitoring tech is insane. But the fact that Twitter has probably done more to identify some of these assholes in the FBI doesn't sit well with me. So here they're showing uh, the far-right groups like the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. There, and I, I think we're going to hear from somebody here in a little bit. Talking about how like they're they're worried that there is going to be more insurrections like this. You have lost control. And this is like that that that's our future. Stop the I think I think the FBI has segments that are loyal to Trump. The FBI being on the case doesn't uh, doesn't comfort me. They're storming the fucking Capitol. Yeah, yeah, they were. I I still I watched all this happen live, still in disbelief. A year later. This is where they're breaking down the windows. Uh, pretty soon we're going to see them head out with a door. Do I got the door remote? <laughs> Remember, we were we were watching the the House and the Senate. I had a split screen. I was taking whichever's audio.
Oh, there's the door. And it will stand in recess until the call of the chair. Hey, this is this is the Senate. Thank you. Because they whisked Mike Pence away. And the Senate kept going for a few minutes after they whisked Mike Pence away. When they adjourned, the protesters were mere feet from them. This dude, this dude for some reason, reminds me of Charlie Kelly. Why does he remind me? Only I don't think Charlie Kelly would fucking storm the Capitol. You're exactly right, and that's why they are. You'll you'll see the Confederate flag. They're waving the, I'm sorry, the Rebel flag, not the Confederate flag. Stop the steal! 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 So yeah, Trump sends out a tweet right as this is happening, criticizing Pence. There's a, there's the the tweet. Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what he should have done to protect our country. This is as Pence is being taken out. They smeared shit on the walls. These assholes who say they're patriots smeared shit on the walls of the Capitol. Now... Hundreds of rioters, including members of the Oath Keeper, reached the rotunda. Now, we have seen select video of this on right-wing websites. I'm saying, oh, well, it looks like it's just normal tourists. Does this look like normal tourists to you? <laughs> apparently, the thing about the National Guard, apparently there were, there were higher-ups that were afraid to send in the National Guard because they were afraid part of the National Guard would go with Trump. We have learned that in the last couple of weeks. So this is this is the opposite side of Ashley Babbitt getting shot. Well, I make the distinction about the rebel flag because the rebel flag specifically was the battle flag of Tennessee. It was adopted because the Klan was founded in Pulaski, Tennessee. Wow, I had not seen that, that they almost made it to the balcony where lawmakers were and cops held them at gunpoint. I didn't know that. That's exactly what they wanted. And apparently Peter Navarro has just come right out and said that Pence hung up on him while he was trying to describe the plan to overturn the election. Yes, they wanted to send it back down to the states. And these fucks say they're patriots. 
And you know, I was I was trolling a congressman that supported this bullshit, and and somebody on the page called uh, called the the left contingency Benedict. They were calling like like Benedict Muffins is what they were calling me. And I'm like, how fucking dare you? If you supported the insurrection, the Benedict Arnold is you guys. I I don't I don't think we're going to see the shooting. I think it's already happened in the timeline. But even in the video, you don't really you don't really see that much because uh, we've watched it on the show. Which does be cray cray. Yeah, I mean, we the electoral college has caused far more harm. This was a fraudulent election. It, it is. It is not what it was intended to be. Like the electoral college was supposed to stop people like Trump from taking power. Well, guess what? It's what enabled Trump. The votes for President of the United States are as follows. And still, after all of this, Josh Hawley went through with... ...has received 306 votes. Donald J. Trump... A challenge to the certification. ...132 votes. Absolutely eliminate the Electoral College. Oh, but then California and New York get assigned elections. They have the most people. They have the most economic uh, output. They should get to decide elections. One person, one vote. I don't. I don't see how anybody can dispute that. Apparently, Joe Biden will be giving a speech tomorrow, and Jen Psaki gave us a little preview earlier today. Speak on Capitol Hill. Is he going to address his predecessor's role in the riot? Uh, yes. And let me give you a little more preview of that. Um, so um, in addition, and I know I noted this yesterday, but I think it's important for people to let me briefly reiterate. Um, the president is going to speak to the truth of what happened, not the lies that some have spread since and the peril opposed to the rule of law and our system. Well, he better, he better not talk about the fucking Trump lies because I'll get yanked down off of fucking YouTube. To the work we still need to do to secure and strengthen our democracy and our institutions to reject the hatred and lies we saw on January 6th and to unite our country. Uh, I'd also note that um, President Biden has been uh, clear-eyed about the threat the former president... Pence would have been a better president than Trump. You're right. ...president constantly works to undermine basic American values. But, I mean, that's such a fucking low bar. Biden has, of course, spoken repeatedly about how the former president abused his office, undermined the Constitution, and ignored his oath to the American people in an effort to amass more power for himself and his allies. Uh, He sees... January 6th is a tragic culmination of what those four years under President Trump did to our country. And they reflect... Is he really in third place? But I'm sure he's in third place with like three or four percent. And it's like fucking Trump and DeSantis up there with like Trump like 30 percent, DeSantis maybe 20, 24 percent, something like that. 
as I've seen the polls for the Republicans. The importance uh, to the president of winning uh, what he has called many times, and you've heard him call many times, the soul, the battle for the soul of our nation. So just as you heard him say on January 6th of last year, I would expect that President Biden will lay out the significance of what happened at the Capitol and the single... Tony 2024, jacking it in San Diego. ...that we saw, and he will forcibly push back on the lies spread by the former president in an attempt to mislead the American people and his own supporters, as well as distract from his role in what happened. So uh, he will, of course, speak to the moment, uh, to the importance uh, in history of the peaceful transfer of power, of what we need to do to protect our own democracy and be forward-looking, but he will also reflect on the role his predecessor had. Sexual harassment, panda... I was in college when the Coney 2012 thing was going on. And, uh, like, we had some kind of media critique class and shit. Like, we we dissected that bullshit. Now, the January 6th Select Committee is saying they may hold primetime hearings. The House uh, January 6th Committee is considering rare primetime hearings to help build a maximum audience for testimony about what happened during the Capitol riot. The committee sees its eyewitnesses as building a case to combat doubts raised by former President Trump and his Republican allies. A committee aide told Axios members are still discussing potential formats and timing for the committee's hearings. The select committee views upcoming hearings as one of its most important opportunities to lay out facts and provide answers to the American people about the January 6th attack and its causes. Want to tell a story, reaching as many people as we can. The select committee's business meetings so far have been held in the evening, and that's certainly an option for future hearings. Representative Benny Thompson, the committee's chair, told Bloomberg's Billy House the hearings could open in late March or early April. I'm told they could extend into the summer. Oh, I was I was wildly off then. Trump fifty four percent, DeSantis eleven, Pence eight, and Haley four. Uh, Ted Cruz thinks he's going to be on that list. You can definitely see that Ted Cruz is gearing up for a twenty twenty four run. Uh, Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina, Trump's uh, ambassador to the UN. Cruz at 3%. That makes sense. Now, whether the committee holds the hearings during the day or during the evening, we're going to watch them. We're going to be right here with them. Expect me to be on for hours at a time watching those hearings. Hey, do it of the evening, and then I don't have to do show prep, and we can just watch the fucking hearings. I spend about an hour, an hour and a half putting the show together most days. Cruz and Cruz are tied for fifth. Tom Cruz tied with Ted Cruz. I'd vote for Tom Cruz over Ted Cruz, and I am not a Tom Cruz fan. Not a Tom Cruise fan at all. Don't like the whole Scientology thing. Don't really care too much for him as an actor. What, what what am I bitching about? 
I, yeah, I wouldn't want to vote for Tom Cruise because well, I wouldn't want it to seem like an endorsement of Scientology. I'm with, I'm with you, Tones. But like, I'll also like Tom Cruise in certain comedic roles. Fucking kill like the the thing in Tropic of Tropic Thunder or Tropic of Thunder or whatever the fuck the, the name of the movie was, where he was do oh doing work prep. I'm not bitching about it. I was just pointing it out. And if they do the hearings of an evening, I don't have to do any prep. Tropic Thunder. I I look forward to these hearings. We're going to cover them. I Anytime there is going to be any kind of uh, big-time hearing, I will cover it. Uh, we, he, is, he is a little too ego-sensitive. Yeah, he was that, uh, he was like the movie executive in Tropic Thunder. And he had on a shit ton of makeup. You might not even know that that was Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Tom Cruise. Fucking wild, isn't it? There was something else he was in that was comedic, and I was I was like, wow, that, that impressed me. Are you asking if I'm on prep? <laughs> uh, I, a dude I hooked up with was like a nurse... That does like uh, um, talks. This is back over the summer. Came to my apartment and like you know uh, asked me if I want to do cocaine and shit. But apparently he's a he's like some big wig nurse in like the health system, and like his job is to push prep and everything. And boy, did he ever fucking like give me a whole lecture. <laughs> I do need to get on prep. How did this how did this conversation get here? I haven't seen Top Gun since I was a fucking kid. I couldn't tell you shit about Top Gun. The most recent Tom Cruise movie I watched was probably uh like Eyes Wide Shut. I watched that a couple years ago. It's set at Christmas. I always watch movies, you know, for Christmas that are set at Christmas and shit. And uh, Kubrick is my favorite director, and like Eyes Wide Shut was the only movie I hadn't watched. So I'm like, I should probably watch this movie, and I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it at all. I don't. I don't remember jack shit about Top Gun. Um. I barely remember, like, uh, Days of Thunder. I don't fucking... Name some more Tom Cruise movies. I don't even know that I've seen that many Tom Cruise movies because I don't like Tom Cruise. I've never seen, like, any of the Mission Impossibles or anything. Your supervillain origin story of wearing jeans to play beach volleyball.
So this is Senate Majority Leader Chucky Schumer. He's going to tell us about but his thoughts mention, on Trump. Um, that your leadership in making sure we got a sergeant in arms in place. Now, now that is not Chucky Schumer. That is Senator Amy Klobuchar. Who's uh, doing a very good job. So thank the you. The Klobuchar. Thank you for your leadership, Senator Schumer. Well, well, thank you. And let me thank the chair of the Rules Committee, my good friend, Senator Klobuchar, uh, for the great work she has done in this regard. Um, in making our campaign. I always hate how Schumer has two or three minutes of like, I got to suck this person's dick and that person's dick. On this important issue. Um, and I thank you for the opportunity to speak. Just get to the fucking point, dude. I also want to thank today's witness, U.S. Capitol Chief of Police, Thomas Manger. 2021 was one of the hardest years. It's, it's this, it's this shit that annoys me so bad about Chief listening Manger to these done an outstanding fucking shit-lib Democrats. ...ushering necessary reforms to the department. He'll be the first to say the job is not done, but today the Capitol is a whole lot safer than it was a year ago, and I commend him for his leadership. Is it? Is it? ...walking around the halls of this, this hallowed building. My colleagues, <clears throat> we're here today <clears throat> because one year ago... It's like unskippable adverts, you're right. ...front lines of the unthinkable, unthinkable in America. A violent assault upon the U.S. Capitol, instigated by former President Trump and carried out by a mob of radicals looking to halt the peaceful transfer <laughs> of power. A geriatric account. Remember January 6th as if it were yesterday? I've said repeatedly over the last year, my experience that day was sort of like Charles Dickens' A Tale of Two Cities. It was the best. Uh, let's, not, let's not call him an accountant, though, because that kind of gets into like an anti-Semitic trope. John Stewart took J.K. Rowling to task for her uh, uh, bankers in Harry Potter and how anti-Semitic they are. So thank you, John Stewart, for pointing out how horrible of a person J.K. Rowling is. Times it was the worst of times. The best of times, because at 4 a.m. that morning, we had learned, those of us on the Democratic side anyway, that Senators Warnock and Ossoff had won, and we would come back into the majority. I couldn't sleep, got in my car at 7.30, got here at 12.30, got on the floor of the Senate at 1 p.m. as we began to count the votes. I was only on the floor of the Senate for about an hour as the putative majority leader, not even having given a speech when a police officer in a bulletproof vest and with a submachine gun strapped across... All right, I'll give you that point. Like this. I'll never Much rather have the dick-sucking uh, dedication than the grandstanding Jim Jordan. He had to explain to me what the danger was. I didn't know. None of us knew what that Valid was. point. We walked through a hallway, went through a door, and this was shown on the video camera that uh, was captured, and they used it at the impeachment trial. I hadn't seen it until they did it then. But they show me walking briskly. I, I, I do not know the uh, etymology of being counter. See us for 20 seconds, and then we're running out at full speed. I was within 30 feet of these nasty insurrectionists. Had one of them had a gun? Had two of them blocked off? And the they, they had plans to get guns to the Proud Boys and the, so and the Oath Keepers. They and had plans to gas... Lawmakers in the tunnels. They were outnumbered. They were under-equipped. Yet their bravery, their quick thinking, saved many lives and prevented a violent riot from becoming something even worse. It allowed us, when the four leaders met, 
and decided we were going to not let these insurrectionists stop us from going forward with the counting of the ballots. It allowed us to... I can't believe it took that long. ...and actually finish the counting, having the insurrectionists' object that day to stop the count fail. So today we honor those who stepped up that day, and especially those whom we've lost in the aftermath. We remember them... Interesting. ...and pray for their families. Now, since in the years since that attack, as has been mentioned, we've gotten a lot done in the Senate to strengthen our Capitol Police, to assure from a security standpoint that the violence of that day never happened. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care much for his glasses, but like, uh, I, 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 like, I like the lilac shirt with the purple tie. ...person with a great deal of experience. Schumer, Schumer doesn't have a bad style. ...side as well. That's not the issue with Schumer. And we installed the first all-women leadership team in the history. I do none of. I do not have names for these. I'm. I'm sorry. Like all the all the bigger pieces have like Ducky because it looks like duck, and, and the bongs have nicknames and shit. But like I don't. I don't have names for for these. This is actually my favorite bowl. Uh, I don't even remember where I got it from, but it it hits the best. And I don't remember why I would have, like, it had to have looked different because I would not have bought this design. It had to look different before I actually, you know, gunked it up. Because I wouldn't have bought one that looked like that. But it, it is the best hitting pipe I have, and I have a lot of pipes. History of the Senate Sergeant at Arms. As a member of the Capitol Police Board, Ms. Gibson led a diligent search. I have I have old trusty metal one here, but like it's it's a little harsh for me to be able to hit with my lungs right now. That we had a new police chief who was Johnny Black and called Darth Vapor. Love it. I am proud that we have found such an individual in J. Thomas Manger. Last summer, we did a few other things. We passed a critical supplemental funding led by Senator Leahy um, and Senator Shelby providing tens of millions in overtime pay, funding for more police Fuck, Senator Shelby. Pay and retention of bonuses for the Capitol. Good riddance to him. And just last month, we passed legislation authorizing the chief to summon the National Guard in future emergencies without prior authorization. What, what, M- MMJ, what's that? that day, trying to get... MMJ the- to me is multimedia journalism. Thanks to his work, the chief's work, and the new leadership of the Capitol Police, the U.S. today is much safer than it was a year ago. In the broadcasting field, that's that's what they ask for when they want like a safety of this capital. But let's be clear: a one-man band reporter is what they call it. It's an MMJ. Was not a mere, not merely a census act of a mob violence that sprung up spontaneously. It was an attempt to reverse through violent means. Oh, I didn't know that. The outcome of a free and fair election, and make no mistake. The root cause of January 6th is... That makes sense than being barred from most professions. It is the... Wow. Pushed by Donald Trump. That is undermining faith in our political system. And making our democracy, our country... Medical Mary Jane. Okay, I'm with you. The biggest... Uh, I think he's for it, if I remember correctly. And our democracy is the insidious, insidious motives stemming from the big lie propagated by the former president and many of his Republican allies across the country. We can and we will continue to make sure the Capitol is safe from a security point standpoint. 
but without addressing the root causes of the violence. So Chuck Schumer says key senators have an agreement not to advance marijuana banking reform before legalization. He's open to exploring an alternative way of advancing banking reform if lawmakers are able to incorporate social equity provisions of legalization, such as expungements or prior cannabis. So it seems like he's pretty forward on the legalization issue. On, on January 6th, the insurrection will not be an aberration. It could well become... And, the, and this was from, like, September and October. And just like the Senate has the power to pass legislation supporting our Capitol Police Force. We have the same power. He has actually, uh, he has crafted a federal marijuana legalization bill, and it is modeled in part after New York's, uh, after New York's and intended to provide opportunities to small businesses and minor- minorities and not the big boys. And, you know, doubt... So he actually uh, gave an interview to Black Enterprise. This was back in November, so relatively recently. Woo! It's the DRE. So I came out for decriminalization and legalization of marijuana a while ago. My thinking had evolved. I wasn't originally for it all along. So there we go. Several things. So he's not just for medical marijuana, but for legalization. Good on you, Chucky. An obligation to pass legislation to address these root causes that brought the big lie to life. That is what my Senate Democratic colleagues and I are focused on and committed to doing here in the Rules Committee and among our caucus as a whole. And we must act. We must act. More than at any point in recent history, threats of political violence are on the rise. I love how it's always so boring. Anytime we play a clip of Chuck Schumer, we always talk about something else. And we talk over top of him. I'm Chuck. You're just not a. You're not a good figurehead for the Democrats. You might be a good good senator to be Senate uh, Majority Leader, but you're not. You're not good for media hits and shit. You're not good for sound bites. On the other hand, we have Ted Cruz at the very same hearing, and I bet this is going to be a lot more interesting, as Ted Cruz is going to say some bullshit to the Capitol cops. Start by by thanking the heroic service of the men and women who who serve alongside you. Uh, we are approaching a solemn anniversary this week. Uh, and it is an anniversary of a violent terrorist attack on the Capitol where we saw... Well, good on him for at least saying that. ...demonstrate incredible courage, incredible bravery, uh, risk their lives uh, to defend the men and women who serve in this Capitol. We are grateful for that. This courage. isn't going to play well on Fox News, but they'll probably never uh, play this clip. sacrifice uh, of the men and women who, who keep us safe. And, and I will say... My view is that anyone who commits an act of, act of violence should be prosecuted. And anyone who assaults a law enforcement officer should go to jail for a very long time. And I think that's a principle that is true regardless of the politics of the violent criminal, whether they Yeah, are I was not expecting this. They got no wings at all. 
if you, you, you would think he would be anti-Starbucks, wouldn't you? They're kind of one of those woke companies. Uh, and I hope we get some agreement that that should be true regardless of the political context uh, that ostensibly and purportedly justifies that violence. And like, okay, I'm going to take him to task for this. Like, Starbucks, in, uh, you can't tell me that there aren't fucking good independent fucking coffee shops in Washington, D.C. I am sure you can get a much better cup of coffee in D.C. than fucking Starbucks. Let me tell you, I get a better cup of coffee from my kitchen than from Starbucks. That, that we will stand with the men and women of blue. So I thank you for your service. I thank, thank the men and women who serve with you for their service. Thank you. As we reflect on what happened... Now, is there a but? It is also worth asking, as, as we have, as this committee has, as Congress has, as I know you have. Uh, what, okay, okay, let's, let's talk about it. What's your feelings on U2? I mean, clearly nobody's in favor of just putting a U2 album on your phone. That's just, that's just an invasion of privacy. But, like, I got some U2 songs I like. I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, what's, what's the, like, the, the 90s album? It's all like electronic and shit. Octung Baby was that the was that that one? As even better than the real thing and uh, Mysterious Ways. Yeah, that's a fucking. I think that's on that album too. That's a really good fucking song. I like some. I fucking like uh, fucking where the streets have no name. That's a fucking badass fucking song. Overall, I'm not a fucking U2 fan, but I've got, you know, a handful of songs I really fucking like. Oh, I, um, I don't think I've really liked a U2 song in the last 20 years, though. I think the 90s was the last time I liked a U2 song. Like, I also don't think I can tell you a U2 song from the last 20 years. And Bono is kind of a douche. He's a real number two. <laughs> oh, fuck. No, I can tell you a lot of bands I prefer more than U2, but, like, yeah, there's a handful of songs I like. Numb. Numb. Where, like, fucking uh, the edge is there. And, like, uh, like, a woman's got her foot, like, on the side of his face and shit. That was a great video. <laughs> I feel numb. <laughs> what a conversation. Joshua Tree was okay. I thought Where the Streets Have No Name is a fantastic fucking song. You you cannot deny that that is a well-written song. I'm pretty sure that's on the Joshua Tree, isn't it? I like the song one. Sunday Bloody Sunday was like from like um, the the album before the Joshua Tree. Yeah, Edge gets hella molested in that video. It's a, it's an excellent fucking video. You want, now, if you want to talk to me about like early '90s video, my ass fucking watched the shit out of VH1 and MTV when I was a kid. Fucking loved that shit. Especially like VH1 in like 1994, 1995, 96. They had like behind the music and pop up video, 
storytellers, all that fucking, like, it was like music education on VH1. And I loved it. Yeah, yeah, fuck, especially on that one fucking tour where, like, they were selling everything that was branded U2. They really were about the fucking dollar. Yeah, Headbangers Ball from the 80s on MTV. Matt Pinfield. Or, no, Matt Pinfield did the revival, like, in the mid-90s, didn't he? I, I actually don't know shit. Being an American, I think Headbangers Ball started in like the late 80s and it played fucking, uh, you know, the, the, the fucking hair metal bands. I did not see Let's Go All The Way. Oh yeah, I guess you, you Australians got a, a different kind of TV down there. We really, we really got off of, off of the, the top. Fear Factory, was that the show that Joe Rogan did where he made people eat bugs? Fucking what? Why are, why are people and so many motherfuckers have come to my YouTube on that clip, you know, the other day where it wasn't even about Joe Rogan. It was about Kim Iverson's dumb fuck take. Multiple people have now come to my YouTube and watched that video and said, Oh, you didn't watch the whole uh, Joe Rogan podcast? Sounds like you're the moron. No, I, I, did not, I did not listen to any of the Joe Rogan podcast. But I have dealt with Dr. Malone's claims multiple times here on this show, and I know they're bullshit. And and I even ask again, like, why, why do you guys find Dr. Malone, this this Geats motherfucker, why do you find these assholes more credible than, say, Johns Hopkins or the Mayo Clinic or the National Institutes of Health? I don't fucking get it. RB, you're, I, I, am, I am actually proud of Ted Cruz for talking about it in the way he has. I was not expecting his line of questioning to start that way. I'm, I am very, I don't want to say impressed, but I, I am pleasantly surprised with the way Ted Cruz has, has talked about this. What could have prevented the breach of the Capitol? What could have prevented... Uh, the the riot getting as far as it did. Well, not having not having a madman as president. With, with that question, with the benefit of hindsight, let me answer that question. Not having a madman as president, the dude that made fun of your wife. You voted for him. You campaigned for him. You made calls on his behalf. Not having him in office would have been the thing to prevent the Capitol riot. Just saying. Uh, what could have been done to better secure the Capitol uh, to stop the riot outside and prevent them from, from penetrating as far as they did? So I think that um, clearly documented intelligence failures um, there were leadership failures um, within the Capitol Police Department. Um, if 
Folks, Contour, you are exactly right. Intelligence had been acted on the way it, it Cuck calls. Um, and we would have had enough people here. Um, I think it would have been a different story. And that one of the things that we have, uh, one of the changes that we put into place is that um, with uh, a, a few phone calls, I can get uh, double or triple the number of police officers we have trained, uh, uh, equipped police officers here to assist us uh, in our responsibilities to protect the uh, Capitol and protect the members of Congress. So, um, you know. But now they knew going in that there was a chance for violence and they just didn't treat it as a significant threat. When it's going to be. But we will likely be tested. Because it was white people. But what will be different is that we will be um, uh, paying much more attention to the information that w- we gather ahead of time. We will be putting a, together a better plan. A vote for Trump is a vote to fuck my wife. I'm Ted Cruz. On campus, um, <laughs> before we need it, not making panicked calls later on. And I'm, I say that in, not in any way to criticize um, the folks that were here on the 6th. They had a very difficult challenge. And uh, I, I'm the la- I, And I, frankly, have not been looking behind me. I'm looking forward about what we need to do to make the changes. But clearly... When you look at the recommendations, when you look at what happened, we were uh, we didn't have the uh, people. The Russian hotel is at the, at the end of Jabroni Drive, and we just weren't prepared the way we should have been. And that that's going to change. That has changed, and um, and the next time that we're tested, um, uh, we will not be making those same mistakes. Well, and and let me say one of the, the next time that we're tested. Oh my, they they expect it in threats directed at lawmakers. Uh, and, and but what's going to happen when it's flipped and there are Republicans in control of Congress? Which is a very real possibility in what? About uh, 12 months from now? We will seat a new Congress? It's a scary possibility. Those threats are bipartisan. They're directed at Republicans and Democrats. The chairwoman and I have discussed this at, at length. And, and let me say the Capitol Police does a, a tremendous job uh, working to deal with those threats and, and, and working to, to keep us safe. We are grateful for that. Um, the two areas you identified for improvement were intelligence gathering and manpower. Uh, on the manpower side, you talked about the ability to surge additional resources. I'm sorry, Jabroni Way. What are the, the sources apologies. of additional officers to surge on the manpower I know you're old bullboard. On the intelligence side, what more did we, do we need to do on the front end to anticipate the specific threats that we need to be ready for? So in terms of, of um, surging uh, staffing here, um, he takes a sip at federal partners. We've got state and local partners. We've got five tier. All of, all of I, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that fucking meme where it's like a professor is holding his coffee cup. Somebody copy like it's a YouTube video. Somebody comments like, "When does he ever take a, a drink?" And somebody's like, "Coffee is sipped at fifty four or fifty five." That coffee cup looked like it was part of the war on Christmas, if you ask me. It didn't look sufficiently Christian enough. Uh, we have uh, coordinated with uh, since the sixth, all of whom we have sat down and said, "Okay, when we need help, here's how we're going to do it." One of the things, and I thank the, um, all, uh, um, the, both the Senate and the House for uh, passing the supplemental, we have uh, included in there was um, 
funding so that if we asked for um, state and local help, and at one point for one event we had uh, an additional 400, 500 police officers, trained civil disturbance unit police officers here um, to, to uh, enhance our capability. We were able to um, offset the expenses from those partners so that when we make the request, we're going to get a yes. Um, Metropolitan Police Department and Chief Conti could not be, we couldn't find a better partner um, than the MPD. Uh, I speak with the chief fairly frequently. Um, he, uh, and anything that we need, um, <laughs> again, the answer is yes. A little too spicy for the Autobahn. Talk ahead of time to plan, plan for these things, which takes, takes to your second question about the intelligence and what we're doing on the front end. Um, we did not, um, we, pr prior to the six, we were not sharing information. We like spicy takes around we here. We were not disseminating it to our own people the way we should be. And we, the only, um, intelligence is only useful if you, if you act on it. Um, when you get intelligence, you need, to, you need to say, okay, how does this impact our operational plan. What it's just that Australian humor. We've heard this, we have this intelligence. When, when you're in danger from the local flora and so, fauna every uh, single day, it affects your outlook on life. Put into place so that we are sharing it, we're, <laughs> it, we're using it, we're, uh, and we're disseminating it to our, to our own officers. So, um, I, you know, I, we, we're going to get tested again. And uh, were, were, were you, were you uh, watching the freak show that night where we uh, watched the video of this Australian dude pull a snake out of the Christmas tree? So nonchalant about it. <laughs> it killed me. You are hilarious. We love having you here. Look suspiciously Latino. I don't even know what that means. What does suspiciously Latino mean? Like, okay, how common are kangaroos? Can you just like go outside and pet a kangaroo? Have you seen a kangaroo in real life? I've never seen a kangaroo before. I don't think. I've been to a zoo when I was a kid. Maybe I saw a kangaroo there. The coffee cup looks... What? Well, how? What? A, what? It looks like red wrapping paper. That's okay. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, fuck. Can you just go and hop in a kangaroo's pouch like they do on cartoons? I, we fucked fuck the January 6th. I am ignorant of exotic cultures. That's why I'm asking. Oh, the pouch is not that big. Okay. All right. Okay, but are they are they just like around? Are, are there kangaroos outside your house right now? And you go out and pet one. I'm very, I'm very interested to know the answer to this. And if you if you can go out and take a picture for me. Oh, okay. But but theoretically there are people in Australia who 
could walk out into their backyard and pet a kangaroo? Are they friendly? I know they box and they have like those fucking like uh, those leg kicks and shit. Like, are are they are they are they fucking nothing to fuck with? Are they like Wu Tang? You don't want to fuck with a kangaroo? They'll fucking do that hop kick to you. I still the the coffee cup looks like holiday wrapping or some shit. Gray kangaroos are smaller and less aggro. Okay, cool. A red kangaroo. Giga Chad. Fuck yeah, that's a Giga Chad. Look at that motherfucker. Holy shit. I would not fight that kangaroo. And that one looks kind of cool. He does, He looks like he'd take no shit. Look at that fucking face. <laughs> He's got some big old balls. Look at those balls. Shit. <laughs> this one's getting ready to drop a rap album. They, they look adorable. They are the frat boys of Aussie. Yeah, that first one we saw was absolutely fucking shredded. These are cute. Maybe, oh, this is a brown kangaroo. Look how much air that motherfucker's getting. And look at that ball sack. God damn. What a wild looking animal. Gila, why'd you say that name? Why'd you say that name? Why'd you say the name? Sheila. Why'd you say the name? An Aussie thing. Sheila? Sheila's my mom's name, if you couldn't tell by me quoting the Batman versus Superman line. Why'd you say the name? Or the... It means lady. Oh. My mom has a stereotypical Aussie name? Really? I did not know that. I call my mom Sheila, too, and she does not like it. She will correct me and be like, Mom? (laughs) Like, no, 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 Sheila, what's going on? I don't know. I didn't know if he he was trying to post links or if he was just saying shit that the mod was fucking picking up. (laughs) Because I'm not on the Twitch, so I don't know. (laughs) Ah, fuck you, Ted Cruz. I'm ready to move off of this. This is the more interesting thing we have to talk about tonight. I know. It's been kind of boring. Uh... I have no clue what the mods. <laughs> I'll let you guys run that shit. I don't. I don't worry about that shit. Okay, this dude's got a nice beard, but he's like part of the Oath Keepers or some shit. 
We're going to hear from several of the Capitol riders. Some of them have regrets. Some of them don't. His eyebrows do look drawn on. Prosecutors have laid out an array of video as evidence against him. Good Lord, look at this motherfucker with his Punisher shirt and shit. He looks like goddamn Braun Strowman from the WWE. They remain defiant, saying that they didn't do anything wrong and they have no regrets. Jessica Schneider is out front. Like if you ask me if I do it again, I want to say yes, but then I question the back of my head, would I? Former Proud Boy Josh Pruitt describes his past year as an emotional train wreck. I don't feel like I did anything wrong. Get modded. Consequences that came out of it. Welcome, new mod. Prosecutors have laid out an array of video as evidence against him. <laughs> Pruitt can be seen confronting Capitol Police officers. The power. The shattered front doors. And inside the Capitol crypt, Pruitt is caught smashing a sign. All of it leading to eight federal charges against him, including counts for destruction of government property and acts of physical violence. But Pruitt defends his actions that day, clinging to the big lie that former President Donald Trump continues to spread and saying he has no plans to plead guilty. I was just a well, you are a moron, sir. You are a fucking moron that fell for a grifter. A patriot out there, you know, um, protesting. You are not a patriot. I, what I think is a stolen election. Trying to send me to prison for a few years over this, I think is a complete joke. Are you concerned that you could be, in fact, sent to prison? I am concerned. Pruitt is among the more than 700 people now charged in connection with the Capitol attack. 70-plus defendants have been sent I hope you go to prison, sir. 30, getting jail time. The first week in January, I have to report to prison. Jenna Ryan flew a private jet to <laughs> and notably boasted that storming the Capitol was one of the best days of her life. Her lack of remorse, in part, prompted a judge to... Apparently, she's starting like a podcast and shit. ...to a misdemeanor. The judge saying he wanted to make an example of her after she shamelessly tweeted that she wouldn't get jail time since she has blonde hair, white skin, and did nothing wrong. All those 600 people that have been arrested are now wondering what's going to happen to them, and prison is can happen. Good. You deserve it. Eric Rao got 45 days in jail after pleading guilty to just one count of disorderly conduct. Federal judge. That's James all. The too many of these are getting off way too easy. For presidential power, what he called one of the country's bedrock acts. Rao struggled to speak at sentencing, telling the judge, "There is no excuse for my actions on January 6th. I can't tell you how much this has just twisted my stomach every day since it happened." Another right. Uh, I think it twisted your stomach because you got caught. During his sentencing, he pleaded with the judge, saying he lost his family, his job, and his place within his church community after January 6th. I am in your church community. Reader said. The hurt that I have caused to other people, not just to myself, has left a permanent stain on me. Society, the country... Hey, it is not a coincidence that a lot of these just dumb fuck anti-vaxxers, pro-Trumpers, you click on their profiles, and they're members of the church. They're ministers. It's no coincidence. These people are fucking nut jobs. And I don't want to be ever remembered for being part of that crowd.
Josh Pruitt, though, still isn't willing to admit guilt or cooperate with prosecutors. Video of Pruitt Attach the stone of shame! ...in November 2020 went viral. Pruitt says prosecutors are asking him to help make the case against other Proud Boys facing conspiracy charges, but he claims he no longer associates with the extremist group. I don't have anybody to throw under the bus, nor would I anyway. Um, and I just... Uh, what well, at least he ain't no snitch. Because they would like me to come forward and say that it was planned. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. It absolutely was. People had all these plans of going in the building. And not to my knowledge, I was in touch with some pretty right-wing people. And uh, yeah, it does look like he slimmed down, doesn't it? While Pruitt waits out his next court date, he spends most of his days inside his Nashville apartment wearing an ankle bracelet and abiding by a... In Nashville. Except when he's working as a bartender, something that is... Thank you, Dip! Pruitt expects his case to go to trial and says he still stands by the big lie. I do believe the are should be stolen, for sure. And do you still believe that? I still believe it. Well, you're an idiot then. And Pruitt isn't the only one. I spoke with several accused rioters on the phone. They wouldn't go on camera because of their pending cases or the fact that they wanted to stay out of the spotlight. But the handful that I spoke with, Aaron, say they still believe the election was stolen. And not only that, they don't believe it was just pro-Trump supporters who stormed the Capitol that day. They tried to tell me that they also believe it was mostly members of Antifa. In the meantime, Aaron, the FBI is still going strong. In Ain't the- nobody from Antifa in that fucking crowd. They're still searching for about 350 people accused of violent acts right here at the Capitol. Aaron? This is incredible. They're <laughs> still searching in this country yes. for 350 people. Uh, it, incredible. All right, thank you. Still Rick. searching for 350. So ended up going to have over 1,000 charged. Um, and, of course, Michael, you were viciously attacked by rioters as you protected the Capitol. Um, you know, this is so people can see you in the midst of this, um, you know, dragged in that crowd. And uh, you, of course, uh, are now a law enforcement. He looks rougher and rougher every time I see him. So as you're there and you're fearing for your life, and then you hear this report, this rioter say he didn't do anything wrong, um, that he would maybe even do it again. How does that even process through your mind? Uh, I mean, I couldn't care less about, um, you know, the individual riders or insurrectionists uh, perspective on that day. The only thing that I'm interested in uh, with regards to their behavior is accountability. Uh, This dude's a badass. I'll give him that. um, I want them to be held accountable for those crimes. Now, of course, she mentioned, Um, uh, you know, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your point. uh, If they are remorseful. Uh, the time, you know, for the uh, to plead for the mercy of the court is at sentencing. And if they're not, um, you know, feel free to uh, to let the judge know that you're uh, not remorseful for your actions. Yes, please, please let him know. She mentioned, what, more than 300 people that they're still looking for. I, I, I find that shocking, Michael. I mean, I think to myself, my gosh, this is America. You have the FBI on this. You've got hundreds of hours. With of- the surveillance state we have, how the fuck have they not found 300 and something people? They, charge, they can't find. And I know you're saying this is accountability is what really matters. And another officer who you testified with um, said earlier that if the people who perpetrated the attack aren't brought to justice, then then it's not accountability, that it could happen again. Let me just play what Officer Ganell said. 
hold people who are responsible accountable, including those elected officials, because if they don't do that, this might be a recurring issue every four years. Thus far, Michael, right, it's it's the people who actually were there rioting, the insurrectionists being charged, and 300 of them they, they can't even find. The ultimate white privilege. But none of the politicians who said the words and the lie that caused all those individuals to be there. Do you have any hope that the right people will be held accountable? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm... I have not heard about them finding out who put the bombs at the DNC and RNC headquarters. I think that, um, unfortunately, many of these politicians are going to get but away. apparently they do know that the bombs were put there in order to distract... The D.C. police, in order to keep them away from the Capitol from being able to respond. So I'm going to assume it was one of the the Oath Keepers, the Three Percenters, one of those groups. Hiding behind, uh, you know, political speak and and, um, the idea that, uh, you know, that their words were uh, were not intentional. Uh, So, no. I don't believe that there's going to be a count. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, I fucking Gozar. For that day. I absolutely believe they were in communications with some of these groups. Uh, resulted in the insurrection at the Capitol. So I know that you've, you've talked about that day and other of your colleagues have as well. The trauma that it caused, the, the real toll that it continues to now take. Apparently they're up to... 50 members of the House that want to expel Marjorie Taylor Greene. Staffing is in short supply of... Capitol Police officer told the Washington Post, Michael Sling, probably you know, of course, better than anyone. But the quote was, there's a dark cloud over Capitol Hill. I looked at officers' faces and they've changed. They've lost weight and they don't know why. The Capitol Police chief, Michael, says the force is 400 officers short. 400 officers short and, and they're citing fallout from the insurrection. What are you hearing from your former colleagues? Yeah, that's a lot different than what we heard the uh, well. I left the manager say a long time ago in 2003, um, but I do speak to quite a few officers on the Hill, and I know from my time there. But what I witnessed on January 6th, uh, and you know, since then, in the conversations I've had with officers, is a a real crisis in leadership within the United States Capitol Police that I don't think has yet to be addressed. It wasn't addressed. A real crisis of leadership at our Capitol. It's not something that's been talked about publicly, but there was a real failure in leadership uh, at the executive level or at the uh, command level within the United States Capitol Police. And until that's addressed, yeah. uh, I don't see... And within our fucking federal government. I don't see uh, the agency retaining officers who feel like they've been abandoned by their uh, command level officials. And unfortunately, I think that demands resignations. All right. Well, I really appreciate your time, officer. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, I, I This was not on my list, but Hannity goes silent uh, after... White House text reveal. Let's 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 watch this. It has to do with the evidence we're getting. The heat on Sean Hannity over those new explosive texts released. By- okay, I'm not a fan of Ari Melber because he will just fucking talk about rap lyrics. 
for no goddamn reason, has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about, and he's almost certainly going to do it in this clip. I hope he doesn't, because I think it's kind of fucking embarrassing. But he, like, every time I watch a clip of this motherfucker, he's, like, quoting the Wu-Tang Clan, or Rick Ross, or, like, not not that there's anything wrong with rap music, but, like, it has nothing to do, and he'll usually say it to, like, his guest, this, like, old whitey dude that has no fucking clue what he's talking about. And it's weird. By this January 6th pro. He's also someone that many people feel has been an aider and a better of Trump to the very end. And yet, it is from this investigation, I can't underscore this enough, that we learn new things. It shows a different Hannity in private than his public Trump defense. With texts, again, that just broke last night where he was privately urging Chief of Staff Meadows, I do not see January 6th happening the way Trump is being told. And then the day before the insurrection, that was literally one year ago tonight, I'm very worried about the next 48 hours. And then days later, when it had all already gone down, he was still pleading with Trump to drop the big... He can't mention the election again, ever. Others to literally just... That's all he's fucking done. Again, ever. So what does Hannity say now, tonight, as this has all burst into public view? Does he explain, for example, to his Fox audience why he did sound so different in private than on air? Does he argue... That in his view, maybe the texts show that he was the reasonable person in the room. Whatever else he's ever said, when the riot was actually coming, he could argue he was the one urging Donald Trump to stop the violence. Now he has downplayed it since. I know that. Well, my answer for you is none of the above. Because this man who's made his career fortune and really a quite powerful perch out of talking has gone personally silent on the matter. We took a look at Hannity's show last night. There was coverage of Washington and Afghanistan, but he never mentioned his own newsworthy requests from this committee or his own texts, which are front page. What about his radio show? The top political item Motherfuckers on like three hours a day. It might seem like an odd time and topic for Hannity to go silent on, but legal considerations could be at play. In fact, the only formal response from Team Hannity. Oh, the Hugh lawyer, Hannity? A lawyer he shares, by the way, with Donald Trump. I'm talking about former Trump impeachment defense counsel Jay Sekulow, who says even a voluntary request here from Congress raises First Amendment concern. How in the fuck? Check. He's not a journalist. As we reported last night, there is strong law and precedent that protects members of the media from many types of investigative tools that could compel really cooperate. No, he, he was acting as like a propaganda arm of the fucking White House. Yet this issue is also broader than a legal seminar. It goes to who warned Trump about... I, I disagree with that fundamentally. The motherfucker campaigned for Trump. They knew better in real time and whether some of the loudest voices backing... Was giving very ugly advice to Trump. Term in public, ...whether they actually also feared how real an authoritarian coup could brew in private. So here's some of how Hannity has sounded in public. On the eve of January 6th, again, that's one year ago tonight, he was publicly touting leaders of the effort to stop Trump's loss, now sometimes called a Green Bay sweep, like Ted Cruz. And he was later floating, Hannity, the false idea that the insurrection might have been led by someone other than Trump fans. 
Tomorrow, Senator Ted Cruz and about a dozen other Republicans, they are promising to vote against certification. They're demanding audits of the 2020 elections. We also knew that there's always bad actors. Yeah. That will Ted Cruz sounding a lot different today. I don't care if they're radical left, radical right. Texas Senator Ted Cruz joins us. Senator, thank you for being with us. Uh, big day tomorrow. I don't know who they are. They're not people I would support. Big day tomorrow. He was talking one year ago tonight. It was a big day. But privately. Seriously, like he was more part of the Trump campaign than a member of the media. Kind of high level contacts between this type of powerful person in the press and chief of staff and the president. And the text also refer to calls with the president. Whether or not this committee will ever legally hear from Hannity, all of this goes <laughs> to what the committee letter spells out. This should not be about politics or any particular program. It's about who knew what going into what would become this fateful American insurrection. Maya Wiley is still here, and we are joined on the political side of this political media story by Juanita Tolliver. Uh, Juanita, your thoughts on the Sean Hannity of it all? Look, I... I, I pre- on the Sean Hannity of it all. Because in his mind, if he doesn't say it on air, then it's not true. I think that's the tone that he approached your story with. I think that's the tone he approaches his own text messages with. Because when the select committee is saying... Hey, we know what you said to whom and when you said it. Tell us why you said it. He's going to back away like we've heard, seeing every other Trump. She got some fucking cool hair. Him to go the court route because what he I, has to be grimacing about right now when reading that letter is that little footnote, Ari. That footnote that says documents on file with the select committee because while they're saying these are your text messages, these are the questions you were asked, these are the concerns you were raising while you were lying to the public, while you were lying to your audience. We know even more. And that's what is, I think, going to make him feel right now backed into a corner. Because as you said at the top of the show, Ari, the select committee has talked to 350 other witnesses. I'm sure some of whom can corroborate what Sean Hannity knew and when. And when we zoom out a little bit from the frame of questions that the select committee included in their letter, my mind also goes into how they're going to use anything around Hannity and his conversations with Trump to try to fill in some of the gaps that they have around Trump's state of mind. Trump's frame of reference, what he was thinking, what he was considering doing, what he didn't do in those hours where he was silent and paint that picture. And that's critical, especially as they come up to the more public phase of their hearings in in the next coming months. Hmm. Maya? (laughs) Co-signing. I still can't believe it's taking all the way to fucking March or April before we're going to get these public hearings. Uh, that we have seen in the request for Sean Hannity, which is we have reason believe, to believe you talked directly to Donald Trump in advance of January 6th. We're not talking about, I think the letter makes very clear, they're not asking Sean Hannity, tell us what your sources do. I'd move on, but I want to see if I was right about Ari Milburn referencing rap lyrics. Protect journalists from these kinds of investigations. This is not that. This is Sean Hannity as a fact witness, not behaving as a reporter, but behaving as someone who is part of the team. Uh-huh. He's saying, look, y'all, I'm here on the team. I'm worried. What are we doing? Here's my advice to you. This is the exact... He was acting on behalf of the campaign. Chris Cuomo off the air on CNN when he was helping his brother governor of New York at the time, Cuomo. That's a very good point. And apparently some of the charges have been dropped against Andrew Cuomo. 
this is not an instance in terms of how the committee has framed its request of Sean Hannity that is implicating him as a journalist. It's implicating him mm. as a fact witness. Right. That's an incisive legal point, as we've come to expect from Maya. And then Juanita, I turn that piece of toast over because I think she's fully toasted that side <laughs> of it for you to hit the media political side, which is one of the great problems we have in society is the normalizing of of the bad decline of so many things and institutions. Uh, and I Turn that toast that over. I talked about the First Amendment rights over at that program, and I respect their rights to say and believe whatever they want. I think that's a great part of America. Um, but speak to the political and media expectations, Juanita, that Maya just diagnosed, which is the text suggests an individual over there who is lobbying, quarterbacking, and running government policy for Donald Trump from his perch. And it was no secret that Trump would call Hannity. I don't watch enough of Tim Pool to know any of his tricks. That Trump wants to make sure that his appeal to the masses is firm. He wants to make sure he stays in their good graces. So he will. Oh, we did like the Thanos snap and shit with the Sam Cedar debate. It just so happens that this last series of calls, the most recent series of calls around January 6th, is what is ultimately going to be damning for Hannity to have played a role in helping to essentially facilitate a coup to some degree try to back it down but the reality is that we're likely to to see this continue in the future okay they cut him off he would have made a reference to rap lyrics i swear now here's the thing that should be worrying everybody and one of the reasons why like i've got friends that are very uh very upset with joe biden as well they they should be Joe Biden deserves all the scorn they're getting, that, that he is getting, and the administration is getting. But goddamn, uh, we're seeing a fascist takeover of our government at all levels. They stormed the Capitol. Now they're running for office. At least 57 individuals, 57 individuals who played a role in the day's event, including some who were arrested on charges related to the Capitol attack, are running for office in 2022. It's going to be at school boards. It's going to be city councils. The January 6th storming of the Capitol is remembered as one of the darkest and most shameful episodes in American history, but at least 57 individuals who played a role in the day's events, either by attending the Save America rally that preceded the riots, or gathering at the Capitol steps, or breaching the Capitol itself, are now running for elected office. Rather than disqualifying them from public service, the events of January 6th appear to have served as a political springboard for dozens of Republicans who will be on the ballot this year for the federal, state, and local offices. It's difficult to state with precision just how many of those who participated in the rally on the ellipse marched to the Capitol or stormed the building will be on the ballot in 2022. In many states, candidate filing deadlines are months away. But a Politico review of Department of Justice case records, social media posts, and news accounts, and interviews with attendees found that last year alone, 11 January 6th protesters were elected to offices ranging from state legislature to city council to school boards. This year, more than two dozen are running for Congress, state legislature, or statewide office, including at least two protesters who actually entered the Capitol. At least five January Sixers are gearing up for gubernatorial races. 
Among them, Doug Mastriano, a Pennsylvania state senator and a leading voice in the national movement to discredit the 2020 election results. At least three candidates this year face charges related to the January 6 riots. Few of them express any contrition for their involvement in a day that ended up with an assault on the nation's temple of democracy, 140 injured police officers, and more than 700 arrests. They're going to try to twist it and bend it to fit the narrative that I'm a terrible human being, that I'm an insurrectionist, and I know that's coming, said Ryan Kelly, who is running for the governor of Michigan in an interview with Politico. But at the end of the day, sorry guys, I didn't do anything unlawful or illegal. You just didn't like what happened that day, and they just want to push the insurrection narrative. Right-wingers are morons. Kelly, like the majority of January 6th protesters who will be on the ballot this year, did not enter the Capitol or fight with police officers, and the rally in support of President Donald Trump's false claims of a stolen election was not his first. Kelly read... uh, read, Kelly led rallies in Lansing, Michigan in November of 2020 to protest the presidential election results and is the co-founder of American Patriot Council, an organization that demonstrated uh, demonstrated against COVID restrictions at the Michigan Capitol building in April of 2020. That April demonstration drew national notice when armed protesters tried to enter the floor of the chamber and then occupied the gallery above. Oh, God. We're fucked, guys. We're fucked. I am not looking forward to this election. Because there is just a an apathy or even a, 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 a palpable disdain against the Democratic Party for not delivering with a lot of my leftist friends, and they're like, I voted for Joe Biden. Why would I vote for Democrats again? Look, he ain't done anything. And I'm like, motherfuckers, like, the insurrectionists are running for office. Don't just vote Democrat. Go run for office yourself. Holy shit. We've got to, we've got to stop these people from taking office. I, yes, yes, Biden has been working hard to hand the midterms, but I mean, it's a strategic vote. I, as, 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 and especially as bad as Biden has been on COVID, I got to give him props on uh, the Afghanistan withdrawal. He actually, that's the best thing he did, was just take the fucking heat for the Afghanistan withdrawal. Thank you, Biden, for doing that. Had some good nominees. The one that was a that, that got accused of being a communist got shot down for the CPB. Like she was, she was really good. He has tacitly uh, uh, pushed some good things, but ultimately, it's just they're not republic. They're not these fucking crazy ass motherfuckers. We can't let these motherfuckers take control, Donda. Donda, Donda, Donda. Fucking Kanye West was financed by fucking Republicans just to try to peel off votes from Biden. That is how fucking dirty they're getting. 
You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Republicans ran Dave Chappelle in 2024. Ah, let's let's go ahead and get into it. Okay, it was was, I I did not guess the right dumb fuck earlier. I was like Michael Knowles, Ben Shapiro, one of those guys. No, it was Matt Walsh. We're going to listen to Matt Walsh from the from the same outlet, the Daily Wire. Talking about a spineless comedian, he's talking about Patton Oswald. Oswalt? Oswalt? Say it right. Apparently, Patton Oswalt apologized for taking a picture with Dave Chappelle. I don't even know the whole story. We're going to watch Matt Walsh bitch about it. Fucking, apparently, like, I, I watched the trailer for the Batman and... The, the that penguin character looks incredibly intriguing to me. I'm I'm down with the with the new Batman movie. I'm looking forward March twenty third, I think is when it hits streaming. I'm down with that. Need to watch the new Ghostbusters this weekend. It started streaming. I was gonna watch Batman Returns this year, because I really enjoy that movie. Also said at Christmas, so that's why I was going to watch it at Christmas time. I didn't get around to it. Yes, indeed. Uh, fuck the Electoral College. We wouldn't have to worry about a lot of this shit if it wasn't for the Electoral College, but the fucking system we have. That's why we have to get in there and we have to take over the fucking system and change it. It's up to us. We can't just bitch about how Democrats didn't do anything. We got to go do it ourselves. I mean, I'm 37 goddamn years old, almost 30 fucking eight. It's time for me and my friends to fucking run for office. Not me. I will be your media consultant. I will make campaign videos for you. I said 37. Do I look older? Goddamn. (laughs) Is it the baldness? Is that it? Is that what, is that what made you think I was older? (laughs) Well, thank you, Professor. Like, (laughs) I think I look pretty good. (laughs) I'm just busting your balls. (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm just giving you a hard time, serious. Yeah, I'm 37, almost 38. I think. Give or take a year, would you get up there like you start forgetting what you let me do the math. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Thirty seven. Thirty seven. I like I'm I I think I'm set set up well to have an excellent you know my forties are gonna be awesome if the fucking if everything doesn't collapse around me I think my forties are gonna be awesome. I mean like because like 
I'm very happy with where my career is. I'm I'm to the point where like I don't have to take a job that I don't want. I don't have to work for people I don't want to. You know, like I've I fucking I basically call my own shots and and dictate how much money I make in a day. So like I really like that. Well, it's it's like the the system we're in. I like fucking. I don't know how the system doesn't collapse in the next two or three weeks. Oh, really? We're very close in age then. That's cool. And I was always the youngest in my class. I was born in May. Everybody in my my grade was older than me. I got over sex and drugs and not rock and roll. I've I've been to fucking. I've just had expendable income in the last few years, right? So like pre pandemic, I was going to concerts all the fucking time and shit. So in terms of rock and roll, like this is more rock and roll than. I'd been ever in my life, but the sex and the drugs, that was kind of, you know, the college years, late twenties, early thirties. I was over that shit, you know, at, at now it's uh, somebody comes over every three or four weeks and I make them dinner and we cuddle on the couch and they spend the night and it's nice. And then I say, bye-bye. <laughs> I wish I could play music. I would like that's the reason why I do broadcasting is because like I have no musical talent, but I fucking love music. That's why I cannot wait for the pandemic to be over. Coheed and Cambria is is here in my town, like just just right down the road from me in March, I think. And like I really want to go hit go ahead and buy tickets because I really want to see Coheed and Cambria. I know they're not very musically sound like technically sound but like i i really enjoy the prog rock theatrics and everything no no they're they're here in march april or something like that and uh i really want to go see them i'm i'm a big progressive rock fan and apparently their stage show is pretty cool and i and i especially like bands that are that level where they're in a club like, arenas are fun, and amphitheaters are fun and everything, but, like, my favorite shows are always in a club or a theater. Those are the absolute best shows. I fucking love clubs and theaters. But, but like, you know, I want band... I, I Bands I like, I want you to get big enough to where you're playing arenas and making good money, but also, like, man, the experience is so much better when you're that, like... Like Chevelle, they're they're like a club band, uh, and they go around with like uh, uh, ten years and fucking. They they always do really cool shows. Uh, fucking Modest Mouse plays clubs and theaters and shit. That's that's the level I like to see bands at. I like to see them before they get up to the arena shows. The arena's just like. Eh. It's not the same.
Yeah, ho- hopefully the pandemic subsides. Hopefully 2022 we're out of it. I don't... I want to see a concert. I haven't seen a concert since... I saw Beck in the summer of 2019. That's the last concert I've been to. And this is the longest I have gone without seeing a concert in my entire adult life. My entire adult life. I love Dream Theater. Astro2D, welcome. Thank you for being a freaking follower. Uh, I, I like They just dropped a new album in the last like, year or two, and I haven't listened to it, though. I need to go back and listen to it, but like... Uh, Six Degrees of Inner Turbulence. That came out when I was in high school. I fucking loved that goddamn album. I love the, uh, uh, Another Train of Thought or fucking what? What? In the Name of God. The album that has In the Name of God on it. It only has like six songs. And In the Name of God is like 15 fucking minutes long. Big Dog. Big dog. Weekend's dropping a new album this weekend, and I'm I'm pretty ex- I'm pretty excited for it. But I didn't like the first uh, single; it was a little too slow for my take. Man, I need to see a con. I had tickets to Modest Mouse, and that was in October, and they moved it indoors. Fucking yes, that entire that entire album of covers. Uh, they, they've got like a, a whole melody of different shit that they cover on that album and it is fan-fucking-tastic. And that's the same album that's got the cover of Perfect Strangers. I love Deep Purple too. They're fantastic. Motherfuckers got me on music again. Gathering of the Juggalos? I mean, well, I ain't going anywhere until the pandemic subsides, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be against it. I am not opposed to hanging out with the Juggalos. Yeah, Deep Purple is amazing. I why'd you fucks get me on on music again? We've like it's gonna be hard to get through this fucking Dave Chappelle thing, isn't it? This is this is gonna be a whole thing. Well, I put it off last night because I was ready to watch Wrestle Kingdom, which was awesome. I watched night one last night. I watched night two earlier this afternoon. Let's get to it. Matt Walsh talking about Patton Oswalt. Do do listen like grab you some Deep Purple greatest hits, man. Like they've got several bangers. Well, thank you. Uh, Somebody actually said I sounded like Wolfman Jack one time. I don't think that. But I I was actually, I I got my start in radio in 2000. I was trained by 70s rock jocks. Uh, It was not Deep Purple that did the pusher. That was um, um, Steppenwolf. Goddamn, goddamn. Goddamn the pusher man. And then, um, uh, fucking Blind Melon did a cover of that. Did I start the music conversation? 
I was not aware of this. Steppenwolf, also, like, underrated band. And, you know, Fuck Born to Be Wild, Magic Carpet Rod, fantastic song, but, like, fucking get into their deep cuts. Steppenwolf is excellent. Also, hey, 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 as long as we're... Oh, fucking Blue Oyster Cult. Fucking, they are amazing. Check out fucking any of their deep cuts. But if I'm, if I'm throwing out, like, as I'm in this, this genre of music... A band that does not get the love they deserve is uh, um, Dr. Fucking Hook. Dr. Fucking Hook does not get the love they deserve. I love me some Steely Dan. I'm not as familiar with Steely Dan. I'm more familiar with, you know, fucking reeling in the ears and the, the, the more popular shit. But I'm, I'm totally down with some Steely Dan. I actually, uh, when I was in college, I used Dr. Hook's Freaking at the Frigger's Ball as intro music. Love me some sticks, man. Mouse Rat. Yes, Dustin. Also, fucking, of course you guys probably know this about me. I fucking love Frank Zappa. I saw Dweezil Zappa do Frank Zappa music at a club 2017, 2018. God damn, that was amazing. Love me some fucking Frank Zappa. Oh, I'm sorry. Parks and Rec. We, We had this whole conversation about Parks and Rec. Throw out some bands, Astro. I I have a wild taste in music. Like, I listen to fucking everything, and people people get really weirded out when they come over. <laughs> like the shit that I'm listening. Like, you could hear I I I like a couple of different Meatloaf songs. Paradise by the Dashboard Lights is a fucking uh, a, a masterpiece. And Opus. You know, I've never really listened to the Lonely River Band. And also, like, I, I would do anything for love. That's a great Milo song. I I, I like the prog rock fucking long-ass songs. I mean, fucking Tool's one of my favorite bands. So, of course, I like these long-ass fucking drawn-out songs. That's why I was fucking listening to Isaac Hayes the other day. Fucking like a 16, 17 minute long song. <laughs> like, this is one of my favorite fucking songs. It's his cover of Glenn Campbell's By the Time I Get to Phoenix. Love me some Isaac Hayes. There'll be some pop bunk bands out here. I wanna I wanna know. I uh I had one of those um like uh punk goes pop fucking covers of pop songs and shit, and there were some songs. Like fucking like a cover of No Scrubs I really liked. I do not know Chili Gonzalez, Dead Mouse, uh like the the electronic act, Dead Mouse. Yellow card's alright. Uh I like some Fallout Boy songs. I'm more uh I'm more into Panic at the Disco. I was really big on Panic at the Disco.
you know, I only know a couple of uh, Monty Monty Boston songs, but like I was I was down with it. I love the Might Be Giants. Very underrated band. Very underrated band. And very progressive as well. Like, uh, like they got this one song about, like, uh, I can't take your racist friend and shit. I mean, like, I'm sure I would like fish if I dropped to mass and went to a fish concert. By the time I get to Phoenix was written by Jimmy Webb. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, I think Glenn Campbell was the one that, like, made it famous, though. They they are incredibly catchy. And once again, they're another one of those bands with the deep cuts that I really like. Fucking, the, the, the Tiny Tunes, where they did, like, the music videos, they had, like, two different episodes where they did music videos and they had, like, the Tiny Tunes doing the videos like those were good episodes <laughs> I think they did do the uh, uh, Malcolm in the Middle Hobson is excellent Hobson is an amazing rapper and like you know especially like this whole like he's got this chip on his shoulder about God so <laughs> I'm totally into the Hobson Rap metal. Um, I mean, it did like it depends. Like, uh, I've seen Nonpoint in concert. Nonpoint, I guess you would call rap metal. And uh, like, really into them. They were here too, and I really wanted to go see them once again. Fucking pandemic. Here's the thing: we had a venue. It's it's a fucking a nice venue, and they're trying to. Bring in Big Axe. It opened in 20-fucking-20. You know who has not been down to that fucking venue? Me. And there's been several... Chat fucking Hanks? Does Chet Hanks rap? No, you're fucking with me now. He does not rap, does he? It says he's an actor. What the fuck has he ever acted in? Hip hop. Hey, now there's there's nothing wrong. Like in terms of hip hop, man. Like fucking like nappy roots and shit. I went to college in uh, at Bowling Green in Western Kentucky. I'm not seeing any, uh, like, music... Oh. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Am I gonna get a... Am I gonna get copyright on this? Nope, nope, nope. I'm not. (laughs) Okay. Fuck you, Matt Walsh. This is gonna be more fun. Here's the video for White Boy Summer. (laughs) By Chet Hanks. As soon as you get a bag, <laughs> The Bowling Green Massacre. Yes, that is where the Bowling Green Massacre occurred. Fuck it. Turn it up. The beat in my headphones. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. 
He's gonna be taking over fucking Twitch because of all that ass. Oh my god. Wait, who's he who's he trying to sound like? Fucking Shaggy or some shit? What what is that? Call me Mr. Boombastic, yeah. Bet Lana, one of the best characters on Shameless. Fucking, fucking Sparkles loves Bet Lana on Shameless. This song sucks. Like he isn't even rapping on the beat. This motherfucker has less rhythm than I do. Oh, please don't insult Vince Stables like that. I'm not. I'm not that familiar with Vince Stables. He can't dance either. He has no fucking rhythm. Why is he spraying her ass? Was he like? Was he fucking disinfecting her ass? What the fuck was that? White boy summer. You guys saw that, didn't you? That is a horrible dance. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was. Maybe it's like spray tan or uh, uh, fucking uh, sunscreen or something he's spraying. But it honestly looks like a fucking. He's spraying some fucking like disinfectant in her ass. Really weird. Ducking and dummy dodging all day. You know what I'm saying? Real 16. That's on P. Stop hate. He's doing he's doing his job to stop hate. Oh my god, he's got a fucking the font! The font! It that you can't get more Nazi than that. I made a fucking t-shirt for White Boy Summer. <laughs> I don't know if I ever actually put it up on the on the freak store. Did I put the White Boy Summer up? No, I took it back down. I had I had a I had a White Boy's. It was the troll and he had fucking uh I might have a picture of it. I had the troll with like fucking douche glasses on. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> White boy summer. Oh, shit. Astro, we're glad to have you. He sprayed Pam on her ass. Now, usually I actually do real news, but we just kind of been fucking off tonight. We were watching Chuck Schumer and it was really fucking boring and we got really off topic. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry I don't have the white boy summer up anymore. We'll put it back up for the summer. You can get you can get the troll pissing in on Dan Crenshaw's uh, eye pussy. You can get that as a t-shirt if you want from the Freak Store. Link in the description. Link popped up right there. <laughs> oh, I love telling everybody how much I want to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. All right, like, I'm a wrestling fan. Tonight is Brian Danielson versus Hangman Page 2. Uh, I'm going to get off of here and watch that. But before we go, you know i got to hit you with an animal video. That's how we do things here. Here is an orangutan driving a golf cart. And I actually saw this. I saw this somewhere else, and somebody had, like, uh, gin and juice under it. <laughs> Maybe we'll just do an all-music chat one night. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm a fucking, I'm a music head. Check this motherfucker out! He's got skills! I love this dude, he's my buddy. I, I don't know, I don't know the story behind this. He's on a mission. He knows where he's going. Fucking look how good. Like, he, look how good he's handling it. I love this dude. I, and, like, he's cruising, too. He's got one hand on it, but he'll throw the other hand up there when he's got to make a turn. Oh, shit, he's got to... <laughs> He's got his other hand up on the, on the roof like I would, like a cool motherfucker. You, you can see so, so much of the humanity in him. Like, this motherfucker is so cool. I want to be friends with him. I also want to take this video and put other songs under it. That could be that could be a fun time. But yeah, I saw somebody else post it with rolling down the street, smoking and uh <laughs> He has stayed on the road the whole time. There's two more minutes of this. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast or you're just listening to the audio, 
search after dark orangutan driving golf cart if you want to see this. Because it's fucking amazing. I don't, like, I don't know if he's at a zoo. It looks like a goddamn retirement complex in Florida. <laughs> I, is, there, is there somebody on the golf cart with him filming him, or is it just like a fucking GoPro? Uh, Liberty College is in Virginia, isn't it? I don't think they have palm trees in Virginia. This is some kind of a zoo, because there's a tiger. I, maybe he is driving down to the golf course. Play a few holes. Maybe he's just taunting the other animals like, look what I get to do, and you can't. Yeah, he's doing this all on his own. I really want to know the story of this. There, there is, there is no story to it, apparently. Looking for a hoe! It's orangutan summer. There is somebody in the other seat with him that's filming him. We've got to a different one. Oh, He wanted to go night-night. He just had enough. Damn, that was awesome. All right, if you're watching on Twitch, you're heading over to Echoplex Media. I can't tell you what the fuck Dave is doing over there. It looks I like I usually try to give you guys a preview of what's going on. I don't know what that is that he's watching. So, enjoy. I believe it's the Intellectual Dollar Tree tonight, so... Have fun with that. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before we hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol live.